gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Coming at you live in the heart of Lincoln, America. I say, hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakoven and Enrique Alvarez Clearing. Glad to be back with you here on the Ticket Water Cooler on a Tuesday. Plenty to break down in the world of sports and in Husker football. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll spend our time doing that. Rico just uh, told me he just got his teeth cleaned, so he's ready. He's already eating some chocolate. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what I'd look. <laughs> Uh-oh. Something didn't go right. One second. I did. I did finish eating the chocolate. Oh, okay. Look. I went in. They told me my teeth were great. They were fantastic. No cavities. To keep doing, nope, to keep doing what I'm doing. So I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah, what I do is, is eat candy. Although I do have I do have uh, my wisdom teeth on the top. Yeah, those two. Um, they're like you're gonna have to get those removed. You know, Yikes. at some point. They don't hurt. Nothing wrong with them. They're just like yeah, you just might want to yeah. get those removed at some point. So now I gotta I gotta figure out some time to take some time off from work and get my wisdom teeth out. One of the worst uh, feelings in my life was when I got my wisdom teeth taken out. It wasn't necessarily that pro. It was part of the process, but it wasn't like them actually doing it. But when they numb your well, at least they needed to numb the area where my t- teeth came out, so they had to go through the roof of my mouth with a shot, and it just felt like it was going mm. through like you know like a starfish or something. It was just oh the mm. sound the don't want to do that. Yeah, so uh, I know when they uh, so I got I got some like couple fillings, but like uh, they like take the giant needle and like put it into your gums, yeah, right in your gums, and they're just like okay, you're gonna feel a little bit of pressure, and I'm just like. Can you numb it before you put that in to numb it? Because I really like, I don't like the look of this needle. Yes. Needles scare almost everybody. I'm, I'm, I'm all the way out on needles. Yeah. Well, you'll probably have to u- deal with some if you get those taken out. Just knock me out. I don't. <laughs> knock me cost out. cost you a little more. Knock me out. I don't care. Yeah. Knock me out. Yeah. I don't want to deal with that. Yeah, you, might, you might be able to talk them into it. Or you just need to make a friends with the, with the gas guy. Exactly. <laughs> like, hey, can you, just, can you just hit me over the head with a bat? <laughs> I think that might hurt too. Nah, I don't care. Oh. That's better than a needle. <laughs> uh, so we we got to get first and foremost your thoughts on AJ Allen going to Miami. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of people feel he was one of the top running backs in that room left. Um, so the news that he went to the transfer portal, obviously very old. The fact that he's going to Miami, um, to me at least, not a surprise. I mean, it kind of fits along with what I figured was him and Ernest Hausman are your biggest most. Um, sought after guys in the transfer portal, and they're hitting the biggest landing spot so far. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, not usually, but you've seen a lot of people who have transferred out of at least Nebraska uh, end up at not power five uh, spots. So seeing you know players, younger players with the, ca- the caliber of Ernest Hausman and AJ Allen, who you you did believe were um, probably going to be uh, foundational pieces that you could build your team around in the future leave and end up at you know Ernest Hausman at a college football playoff caliber team in Michigan and AJ Allen at a at a you know extremely good program uh who's kind of on the rise uh again in, in Miami it it hurts and that's you know something that you know people will be discussing for quite some time you know if he had the talent to go to Miami why didn't he have the talent to to be here and and why didn't he stay and you know compete for the number one job what have you but um 
sometimes the fit isn't there. Sometimes the relationships that were there before, especially for for AJ Allen and and yeah, for Ernest Hausman as well. The guys who recruited you and who brought you in aren't here anymore. It's an entirely new coaching staff. Um, even if you are as as, t- as talented as they are, if the relationship, if the feeling of of belonging and the feeling that you had when you committed and when you were on campus with a certain coaching staff isn't there, then you can't really blame them for leaving because it's it's not just about getting out there and playing football and being the best player. It's about, you know, feeling feeling like a family. And this is in no way me saying that that rule and company didn't um have uh Hausman and AJ feeling as if they were family or anybody else that's transferred feeling as family. I'm just saying that um the guys that recruited them and brought them in and that they were extremely close with. I mean, AJ Allen was committed to or almost committed to TCU and Applewhite was there. Applewhite gets hired at Nebraska. He follows him to Nebraska. So obviously there was some type of um fantastic relationship there. So this is in no way me saying that Rule and company aren't aren't, you know, doing things the right way. But when that feeling isn't there for some players um, despite you know them having all the talent in the world, they're gonna go somewhere else that makes them feel like they want to be there. Also, side note: I don't think it's too bad to spend your college years in Miami. I think no. if, if I got a bunch of Look, offers, that would I, be among my top. Yeah, I'd rather places. be in Coral Gables than Lincoln. Right? Yeah. <laughs> during football season. Yeah, and and well, other than game day, you know, I'd like to watch the. Oh yeah. Not a whole lot of Miami Hurricanes fans I, go to the yeah, games. Yeah. If right? if I wasn't a, a fan of Nebraska, if yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. if I you know. If I'm a recruit and I'm getting recruited and I got offers from from Nebraska and I got an offer from Miami, I mean I'm gonna be honest and it might be shallow of me, it might be a little pet, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go where it's warmer. <laughs> yeah. And I know everybody's like, well, if you want to play in the NFL, it's gonna be cold. Yeah, I get that, but for four three years, I don't have to deal yeah. with it. Plus, I mean, you know, uh, until we go up and play Boston College yeah. in like September. Yeah, I mean, you, you, well, yeah, the ACC is expanded into the east or northeast a little bit there, but uh, for the most part, you know, there are NFL teams in the the warm weather too. Yeah. I mean, there's a, hopefully there's a I get right hopefully I get drafted by Miami yeah, or knows? or Houston or <laughs> Dallas or something, or yeah. if I go up north, I get drafted by a team that plays in a dome. So you know, you play most of your games inside. It'll be all right. I just always find that funny. If I had a list of a bunch of college towns I could spend the next four years in in Miami. I might choose Miami. That's yeah. why Miami. Uh, yeah, Hawaii wouldn't be too bad either. Hawaii wouldn't be too bad, but that's why I think Miami is like is cool. It's because we know they're cool, and they they like they embrace it. They're the bad guys, all that, and I think that's part of their history too, and that's fun. And uh, I think they should bring back the turnover chain. I thought that was kind of cool too. Then the NCAA took it away. Did they? They're taking away a lot of fun things. Mm. Like for baseball, they made it so I don't know. I don't know the teams with these these uh, celebrations, but there was a team that used a sledgehammer. After, oh, yeah. like, a home run, they would bring it out and just, like, you know, yeah. slam it on the on – NCAA the, didn't like yeah, that? Yeah, NCAA, like, no sledgehammer. Hmm. Um, there was, like, some, like, Viking hat or something for another team, and the NCAA is like, can't have that. So they, they're just taking away a lot of the fun things. So teams are trying to figure out ways to celebrate and, and have fun while, it, while appeasing the NCAA. And now they want to take away gambling. How dare they? <laughs> yeah, that's how fun. Dare, how dare that's you good. want to take away gambling? What's better than athletes gambling on the game they're playing? Exactly. <laughs> I see zero problems with this. It's been happening for years. Yeah. It probably has been, but now it's a lot, somewhat easier to track. Uh, if you haven't heard, there's... Uh, UNLV. Well, there you go. Uh, but uh, the, uh, the University of Iowa and Iowa State um, are both 
for some reason, this is a problem in Iowa particularly. Yeah. Um, but are, are both kind of uh, looking at maybe suspected uh, of, of wagering on sports in violation of NCAA rules. Um, <laughs> this is, it has to do with a lot of their athletes. For Iowa in particular, it's a lot of guys, a lot of people, I should say, not just guys, guys and gals that have moved on uh, from the program. But I think they have 26 current athletes across five sports. Uh, that are under review right now. Iowa State has 15 of its athletes across football, wrestling, and track and field that are uh, suspected of violating gambling rules. And I wonder, too, I mean, because we see this in the NFL, I'm really intrigued to see, um, you know, all of this with the backdrop of Alabama's fired baseball coach mm-hmm. uh, who was suspected of, of, of having suspicious betting activity with their game against LSU. I'm interested because the NFL kind of had the same thing with the, the D- Detroit Lions group and, and Jamison Williams. And, um, you know, his agent came out right away and said, this is not a Lions game thing. They were, just, you know, just putting some wagers on what almost anybody can do on their phone now. Yeah. Uh, if Depending on what state you live in. Um, and if even, you know, if you don't live in one of those states, you can probably find a way. Uh, but that's uh, that's what I'm interested to see is like how much of this is just like college kids betting on throwing you know five ten bucks on a on a on a NBA game or an NFL game yeah I mean that's a that's that's okay and somewhat understandable slap on the wrist type of situation compared to betting on the game that you're you know can determine the outcome yeah I that's, mean the, uh, the Alabama coach was yeah. betting on their own games yes so I I don't know what he was betting on them to win or them to lose or whatever but it was when they were playing the number one team LSU so um that obviously betting on the the game that you're playing is extremely suspect but if it's just outside games outside you know um you know professional games or or games in your conference that you aren't taking part of I mean, the NCAA has has made it clear that they don't want student athletes gambling, and and I mean, coaches gambling on obviously games that they're playing. But I I don't really know how how serious things are going to get unless it it was games that they were playing or or events that they were taking part in, like the the track and field athletes if they were betting on, which I didn't even know you could do that, betting on some of the races <laughs> um, that they're running. You know they. Very easy to fix that up if you're betting yeah. on somebody else to win. You're the fastest in your in your heat or whatever, and you're betting on somebody else to win. You kind of, oh, my hamstring's a little tight, you know, slow yeah. up a little bit, something like that. Um, so it's it's going to be really interesting to see where the NCAA goes with these punishments because you you kind of figure that they're not going to throw this out there into into the universe and and not punish anybody for it. I mean it was what 23-ish athletes at the University of Iowa who are who are suspected of of gambling. So somebody's going to take the fall. Somebody's probably going to get hit or harder than than others, but I, I don't see this being thrown out there and somebody not getting in trouble for it, but it's going to be all on what they were gambling on because the the Detroit Lions players, as you were saying, you know, gambling on whatever they were doing and it wasn't gambling on the Lions. The only reason they got in trouble was because they did it in the Lions facility. Yeah. So for Iowa, is it just them gambling or is it them gambling on, I don't know, on campus or or in the football, basketball track facilities? It might be obviously a difference between professional and, and college athletes there. They might, I mean, they might just not uh, want them to gamble at all. I'm, I'm not really sure. We'll, we'll see kind of how it plays out. This is a kind of new uh, territory, at least as far as, as recently. You mentioned uh, some, you know, some UNLV stuff back then. Well, I feel like this has been going on. Like, I was listening to Early Break earlier, and they were talking about this. And, you know, Bill Bush was talking about it. He knows more about the, the NCAA um, rulings on this than, than – 
any of us here. So listening to him talk about that and, and uh, Bill, Sip, and Jake were saying something about, you know, it's all it's going to be all over with phones now. Yeah. But this has kind of been a thing. You know, you haven't heard about this in, in, in the college ranks for quite some time, but this has been a thing that's been happening. Matches getting fixed and games getting fixed has been happening for years. So it's not just the phones and it's not just, you know, this generation or anything. I'm not saying that they said that, but the phone thing um, that are, are betting on games now. But with it being so widespread and being legalized in, in many different places, the availability of gambling and the, the ease of gambling is everywhere. And it's a lot easier to get to these things via your phone. But this isn't this isn't something that's, you know, unheard of in the sporting ranks yeah yeah it's it, it it is and it's it's something that's kind of been in the backdrop but i do think the phones does make it uh you know a lot easier you know if you were going to kind of try to fix things before you were probably going to try to really cash in and, and you know you have to know a guy and, and you mm-hmm. know, travel or whatever and now i know a guy who knows a guy. yeah yeah now you just pick up a phone and you know it doesn't have to be anything major but put five bucks on something but again i don't know like that stuff I, I don't know how much of a like you might have to adjust the rules if the, the NCAA uh, with the changing times kind of kind of how that stuff is viewed. But we'll see because I've heard whispers, too, about, you know, this and, and this was, you know, this basically when when the Alabama uh, baseball thing broke, it was like, OK, this is just the beginning of uh, what, a lot that was going to come out is, is what some people were saying. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if this is if this was it was this the Iowa Iowa State stuff. Was that what they, you know, what was people in the know, I suppose, were, were kind of thinking about? Or is there going to be a lot more to this? So um, that's really interesting. Uh, we'll continue to kind of break that down. Uh, we are up against a break, so we should take one. We um, will talk a little bit about what was, what was talked about last night with Matt Rule on his radio program. Uh, lots of interesting uh, tidbits there, including maybe some quarterbacks. The door's left open for them to return. Uh, a walk-on linebacker who might be playing in the pros someday according to Matt Rule. So we'll get into that conversation coming up next year on 93.7 The Ticket.